seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. Podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob. You okay, mate? Yeah, good. How is how are you doing with the beast from the east with all this snow? I'm doing all right, mate. Uh, yeah, he's he's followed me around today, but I've uh, I've got about, mate, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing well, thank you. Cool. Uh, oh, we also know the guy who loves a good snowball fight. We've got Richard Lowe on the phone, right, Richard? All right, guys. How are you doing? How's the, how's the snow treating yourself? Uh, not so bad, actually. Went to St. Helens today. There's not so much in there, but uh, hopefully uh, hopefully it'll abate over the next couple of days. Get a nice bit of warmth coming in. I'm looking forward to summer rugby. That's what it's all about. Summer rugby, yeah. you've got to uh, go past the cold snap in the early February to, uh, to get to the summer season. And hopefully a few months down the line, we'll be remembering the cold days like today uh, and laughing wildly, <laughs> hopefully. So, Paul, what have we got on the show? Yeah, we've got all the news coming out of Salford Red Devils. We've got the amateur report. We'll also be reviewing the whole KR game and previewing the game this weekend against Sutherland. Cool. So what we'll do, we'll start off with the uh, the news coming out of Salford Red Devils. So here's the news coming out of, coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. Sutherland's on Friday. Tickets are available. You can buy them at the club, Rick. Hopefully a big Salford following will turn up yeah, fingers crossed, yeah. I think the Saints are looking good this season, so I want to see them uh, try and catch them early and make sure uh, Salford are up for the game. I reckon it'll be a good one. Yeah, it's £22 for adults, £15.50 for concessions and young adults, £13 for youth and £10 for juniors, Paul. You know, and the club also get, is it 25% of every ticket sold, so it's important as a kind of revenue stream from the club that if you're a supporter and you're going down to Sutherland, you go and buy your ticket from the club. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you can buy a ticket from Salvador, all the all the money helps, doesn't it? So if you get your ticket pre-purchase it before you go. It goes to us, and you know, we've had. A, I think the tickets go on sale fairly early now as well, don't they? I think you can buy your Castleford ticket as well, can't you, for the week after we've got two home games now. So if you're down there and you plan on going to both, just uh, kill two two birds with one stone, as they say, and then get them both. Yeah, and there's also coats going down to Settlements as well. Uh, you can pick up at the Royal Sovereign, Town Hall, Dog and Partridge. And the AJ Bell Stadium. Just ring the club on 0161 786 1570 for all the details there. Uh, other news Paul Supporters Trust uh, has uh, announced uh, a great social. It sounds like it's going to be good, that. Yeah, the event at the Seven Brothers Brewery. Yeah, it's Nathan McAvoy, you know, former Salford player, and his six brothers. I think he's got six brothers anyway, that's why it's called Seven Brothers Brewery. But yeah, he's it's, it's promised to be a good event. Rob, the Supporters Trust is trying to organise it now and get as many ex-players down there as they can and especially the 1997 squad that's what the event's going to be based on you know 21 years it was you know since we first came into Super League and you know there's still quite a lot of those players involved in rugby league and 
you know, we've seen Mark Lee, haven't we, down at the, the last Supporters Trust uh, social event. I'm sure he's very keen to come to this one as well. Steve Blake, the Darren Rogers, Gary Broadbent, people like that. It'd be great to see him. Cliff Eccles, you know, the, the names go on. Andy Gregory as well, forgot to mention. So hopefully all those guys are going to turn up at, at Nathan's Brewery. And, you know, supporters are, are more than welcome. You can go on to the, the links now. You can. It's a free event. You can register yourself there. You just got to register interest. And it's called Eventbrite. You know, you know me, I'm not that good with technology, but if you register yourself with this event, right, you get like a, a ticket then sent to your, your email and just, just show that when you get there. I think it's just to stop it getting over subscribers, like thousands and thousands of people, so they just know roughly how many people are going to go. But I promise it to be a great event. We're hoping to get the, the supporters, uh, sorry, supporters, trusted, ex-players association, sorry, um, you know, relaunched on that night. Mick Hennigan is the uh, current, or was the chairman of the of the players association just to relaunch it on that night would be, would be amazing. So that's why not just the 97 players that, that are welcome to that event, any ex-players and any supporters, it would be great to see everybody down there and have a really good night just chatting about, about Salford, basically. Yeah, absolutely. The supporters trust is going from strength to strength. Is it over 600 people now, Paul? Yeah, I think it's just gone over 600. Yeah, I think there are quite a lot of people joining the last few weeks. The badges are available now as well. I got my badge last week and they look really, really smart. So I think there's a big list of people that you're looking to get them, you can collect them at the games and, and what have you. So they look really, really smart. Have you got yours yet, Rob? No, I've not picked mine up yet, Paul, to the set. Um, I need to make a yeah, little get it. Yeah, you can get hold of it in the games. And that, I think on um, on Friday they was uh, available at half-time and they're available in the tent as well. If you see one of the one of the people off the trust board, they had the hoodies on on, on Friday. and uh, We saw them on Friday, you should have asked them at the no. end of the game. We, we did see them, didn't we? We were having a chat with them, so... Yeah, if you see him at the, the next game, I'm sure they'll be floating about the St. Helens game as well. Yeah, Rick, it's great. Obviously, the supporters are going from strength to strength. Uh, the Path Players Association hopefully kicking into game and starting again. It's, it's a kind of, kind of community feel uh, which we want to build at the club. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Since uh, since Marwan's taking a back step, it's uh, important to get that drive going in the community. Um, so I need to pick mine up as well. So... Uh, I need to, thanks for the info there, guys. So, yeah, we need to do that and make sure we're out there in the in the in the communities. More important than ever now. Yeah, and obviously, final bit of news: uh, Salford Union, Manchester Union face off um, on the 16th of March at the Manchester Regional Arena. Paul, it's going to be a, a great game that if you can get down. Yeah, you promised us to be a great game that between you know two two cities, two rivals. That game's built quite a bit of momentum over the last few years, and I'm sure that's going to be be an excellent night. Yeah, Rick, obviously, you know, the crowd's getting bigger and bigger for, the, for that contest. You know, it's amazing how the local community, the university, get behind the both sides and build a, a you know, classic game. Yeah, and fingers crossed for another good one, yeah. There's uh, plenty to do in the universities. There's quite a core, core group of, uh, of followers there, so I'm, I'm sure they'll all get behind them and, and watch it. And it'll be a good match. Yeah, so what's all the news coming out of Soul for Red Devils this week? And now we're going to talk about the win against Hulky R on Friday night. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your Big Match Review. Hello and welcome to the AJ Bell Stadium for this Super League clash between Sofa and Devils and Hull Kicks and Rovers. Massive game for both sides, and we're looking for a festival of rugby league. 30 metres out, Salford attacking the south stand here at the AJ Bell Stadium. It's a little John, gives it to O'Brien. Dummies looking for space, gives it to Josh Jones. Dummies 
another couple of Hawkinson Rovers defenders and Salford knocking on that Hawkinson Rovers door. It's one again from the play of the ball. Short ball to Rob Louie and he didn't expect that. Did well to keep hold of it and Salford still coming forward. Fifth tackle play. It's uh, Gaz O'Brien, little kick through. The chases are there. Ball goes down. Ball goes loose. Try for Gaz O'Brien under the post for Salford Red Devils. Great score, Paul. Yeah, certainly was. It was well followed up there. The Hulk AI man should have should have done better with that, really. Sort of tried to pat the ball into touch. O'Brien was there on the spot to score the try. Wood to Little John. Comes across the line. Drop a ball to Jones. Big gap opened up. Jones came through the gap and Salford have pressure. Penalty again. Childs. Test patience being tested here by Hulkingston Rovers. Another penalty given away and Salford will come forward with Mossop. Charging for the line, Hawkinson Rovers defenders all around him. Can he reach for the line or is he forced back? Which he is by the Hawkinson Rovers defenders. It's Wood at the play of the ball. Wood to Little John to O'Brien. Short ball to Wellaraki. Uh, he gets tackled. Captain Wellaraki 10 metres out. It's uh, O'Brien again to Rob Lewis. Drop off ball to Lamatazius. Always a good runner this close to the line. Hulkingston Rovers defenders managed to stop the momentum there but it's one again for Salford to Little John has to check his run but Salford have numbers on the outside and Junior Sal cuts through the Hulkingston Rovers defence and goes by the post for Salford and Devils ball yeah nice play from Jack Little John there the ball went out wide good good clean crisp hands that's what you need that created the numbers created the gap and Junior Sal scorches over good try 25-30 metres out it's uh, Luke Burgess looking to make an impression always a big runner for Salford it's Tompkins again Tompkins to Rob Lewis got runners on the outside to Gaz O'Brien dummies and he's tackled 10 metres out and Salford asking the questions in this set it's Rob Lewis again he's orchestrating the play at the moment it's Little John he's got runners on the outside dummies twice gap opens up gives it to Junior Sowell jumps on the gas two hookers are always defenders struggling to keep hold of him and he's half a metre out and Salford still coming forward it's uh, O'Brien dummies one potential trip there but Rob Lewis decided to keep the game going and it's going to be Chris Wallen to score surely off loads to Bibby what a try for Salford Red Devils great work by Rob Lewis and Chris Wallen a great score for Jake Bibby in the corner Paul yeah, the fantastic pass from Robert Lewis there it looked like a trip like he said in the back play but Salford played to the whistle great ball from Robert Lewis and then uh, Chris Wellham had a bit of work to do put Jake Bibby in good finish from Bibby the top try that and it's going to be Lunt trying to get over the line and Salford defending with the lives with 10 seconds to go last play of the first half will the ball go wide Salford there in defensive number and that's a good tackle and Salford heroic defence at the end of this first half leading 18 points to 6 Craig Copjack to bring the ball forward for the Salford Devils and he's tackled on the 20 metres it's uh, Josh Wood at the play of the ball and, uh, it's a drive forward by Luke Burgess it's, uh, it's Wood at the play of the ball Wood to Craig Copjack again and uh, Salford coming forward Ben Nakambuai with the ball and it'll be uh, 
Josh Wood at the plate of ball. Wood steps off one, finds half a gap. Gap opens up. Wood's got room. Rob Louie in support. Gives it to Rob Louie. It's going under the post for Salford Red Devils. Great goal for Salford Red Devils early on in this second half. And a fantastic try for Salford to extend the lead. As Salford find touch on halfway. And it's uh, Chris Wellham gives it to Wellaraki who comes forward for Salford. 40 metres from the Hulkinson Rovers line. It's uh, Lee Mossop. Bounces off one Hulkinson Rover defender and still comes forward. Makes the tackle. 30 metres out. It's uh, Tompkins. Drop off ball to Lamatazzi. What can Lamatazzi do? It's uh, Tompkins again. It's Rob Lewis. Steps off one. Steps off his left foot, off his right foot. And Continues to go close to that Hulkins Romans line. Tompkins looking for space. Gives it to Little John. Gives it to Gaz O'Brien. He's got runners. Gives it to Niall Evels. Who strides over in the corner for Solver Dead Devils. A great score. Wonderful score for Solver Dead Devils. And that will take the score to Salford 30. Hawkins Rovers 12. It's Jones at the play the ball. Jones to Lamatazzi. Dummies. Tackled on the 20 from Hulkings to Rovers line it's uh, Tompkins at the play the ball Tompkins to Rob Lewis. he's got runs on the outside Hulkings to Rovers firm in defence there stopping the star man Rob Lewis. and it'll be Mossop again Mossop Lamatazet flat ball by Mossop fifth tackle play for Sulphur Red Devils it'll be Little John to Junior Sow to Niall Evels who comes back inside he reaches for the line Hulkings Rovers trying to hold him up doesn't succeed there and a great try by Niall Evels good hands from the wingman and he scores for Solomon Red Devils to extend their, extend their lead further it'll be Tompkins again it's Rob Lewis it's Little John they've got runners little kick through the chaser there Evels hat-trick try but no unfortunately for Solford the ball goes dead and that will be that here at the AJ Bell Stadium great display from Salford Red Devils victorious here at the AJ Bell Stadium it's Salford Red Devils 36 Hulkinston Rovers 12 so big thanks to Salford Red Devils TV for letting use that audio but like we said Salford Red Devils were victorious against Hulkinston Rovers 36 points to 12 Paul a big win for Salford early on in the season yeah it certainly was Rob on, on Friday night it was, it was a pivotal win I thought it was a game where quite a bit of pressure on it you know the run that we've been on with just the, the one win in the, however many it was now I'm not too sure it's been a, a quite a barren run for us really and, and we went into that game and I thought we performed really well forwards played well and after a slow start Hulkingston Rovers came and you know they've got some clever players as well I think Danny McGuire was a bit of a misrun but they've still got some some good players there some seasoned professionals like Sean Lunt and you know a good young star in Chris Atkin as well I thought it was an excellent game for them quite a few ex-Salford players who were coming to prove a point and I thought we did a very professional job um, and it was a good win. Yeah, Salford Red Devils lineup was as follows. Gaz O'Brien at fullback, Jake Bibby, Chris Welland, Junior South, Niall Evels, Robert Lewis, Jack Littlejohn, Lamatazzi, Josh Wood, Lee Mossop, Joshua Jones, Wellerecki and at loose forward was Tyrone McCarthy. On the bench for Salford was Craig Copjack, Logan Tompkins, Luke Burgess and Ben Nakambu-Wyrick. Uh, Halfbacks, Rob Lewis and Little John. Clicking. Yeah, definitely. I think that was obviously our strongest performance today, wasn't it, of the season? But uh, it was the way. I don't think anybody had a bad game um, at all. Certainly, those those at the half started performing. 
Uh, O'Brien looked looked like he was uh, coming to the line correctly again. He was happy uh, from full-back. So everything clicked. Uh, no one took a backward step. It was really positive, despite going behind as well. We were six points down, weren't we, in uh, in the first five minutes or so. So um, it was, you know, heads could have gone down pretty quickly after the last two losses. So, yeah, it was a really professional comeback, that. And uh, I enjoyed watching that. It was, despite it being freezing cold, uh, it warmed us up that, uh, the, the, the manner of the victory as well as the victory itself. So really positive. Certainly we needed that because of the, uh, you know, you're looking forward to the next two games and they're both away from home, Saints and, and Cass. So uh, we needed the two points to get over. Um, to get a start in the league and, and now we've got them so really positive yeah that two try burst uh, in the kind of middle half of the uh, first half Paul you know that turned the game for me O'Brien and Junior South you know scoring good tries so for moving the ball as well you know it was good to see yeah it certainly was we looked, I thought we looked excellent at times with ball in hand and just watching um, Robert Louis and Jack Little John's partnership he, he's blossomed every week really he was a bit shaky early on against Wigan but I thought there was patches in the in the Wakefield game where they, they performed really well together and you know Jack had played at hooker as well let's not forget but he, he does look quite settled there now he's got a decent kicking game as well I thought the centres were, were excellent against Hooker I thought Junior Sal was was really good he was really tough in defence and he's a handful coming forward with the ball Chris Wellen fantastic offload as well for, uh, for Jake Bibby's strike he looked really sharp on the night and and the forwards were dominant. And to win games in rugby league these days, you it starts that that pack has to lay a platform, don't they? And you know, packs win matches for me. And they got on top of O'Care and, and with that bench, I think looking at the bench, the bench was strong. You've got uh, Ben Ben Macabuai on the bench. Sorry, excuse me. And Luke Luke Burgess as well on there and Craig Copjack. That that's a that's a good solid bench. That and Logan Tompkins as well. You know, Logan goes under the radar sometimes. Everyone's been raving about Josh Wood recently. He's he's done really well, but I thought Logan was good on on Friday night. His goal forward was really good. Ball distribution was good. Getting that quick play of the ball and they had all Kings Rob was on the back foot. Yeah, I think the important thing as well, Rick, scored just after half time. Rob Lewis uh, bursting well, Josh Wood bursting through, feeding Rob Lewis to score. Top teams do that, you know, what the break scored just before or just after. And that was a you know a pivotal point. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Could have uh, could have been forgiven for sitting back a bit on the lead there, but um, Josh Wood, he's impressed me as uh, as Paul was saying just then. Um, he's he's definitely come out firing. He's put on a bit of weight and he's put on a bit of stock, and uh, he's not afraid to attack the line now. Um, I was that was my only concern about Josh. He, he certainly tackled well, um, and he's he's strong enough. But can he can he break the line? Can he can he have that instinct to? to do what good hookers do and he, he proved it he can do it there uh, good offload to Rob Lewis and, and then in so uh, from that point on I think things were a bit com- quite comfortable but we, we still didn't let our foot off the gas which is uh, again a good sign of a, a good confident side we, we went for the jugular so uh, yeah there's there's so many positives there like, like Paul was saying Chris Wellham uh, look look really good look back to the, the form that uh, he was in last season so everybody was strong um, it was it was really positive and hopefully we can take that into next week. And what about Niall Evels now? He's turned to a try-scoring machine and a wing. Yeah, well, this season I've got it as four from three. Ah. But he did score He did score a couple towards the back end of the last season. But yeah, in the three matches this season, he got a try against Wigan, one at Wakefield and two on, on, on Friday night against uh, against Ulcair. And Niall looks at home anywhere to me. I know people might say you've got like a... People who say he's good at fullback, he is a good fullback. Yeah, he's an excellent fullback. But so's Gareth O'Brien, and 
And Nia Levels is a, is a born finisher. He's got lots of pace, and he'll score you tries. If you give Nia Levels the ball, he will score you tries. And I was looking at him. I think it was Skybet this week had him down as I think he was about thirty-three to one to be top try scorer after thirty after twenty-three rounds. I thought, wow, that's that's a very good odds then because Nia Levels has got you know, four tries already. He will get you the get you the, the tries. And just another lad who I thought played well was Jake Bibby on Friday night. You know, he's up against Justin Carney, who's a who's a big mm-hmm. character playing against uh, you know Salford, his former team. And I thought Jake Bibby really stood up against you know Justin's size and his power. And outplayed him. I thought he was. He was, he was really player. quiet. He was really quiet, yeah. wasn't he, Carney? Yeah. He, he couldn't I get any he any head of steam. Yeah. I thought Jake Bibby did a good job on him. He tackled him really well, and you know he, he's, he's strong in defence, Jake. And he reminds me a lot of Stuart Little when he first burst onto the scene. You know, not the quickest guy in the world. He'd probably be the first to admit that, but he works really hard, and and he upsets the guy he's playing against. And uh, yeah, I think he deserves a lot of credit as well. So, like Rick was saying there, that nobody really had a bad game for me. Everybody came out of the game. You know, with something positive to say about them. Yeah, we spoke to Lamatazzi, Luke Burgess, and Jack Littlejohn after the game, and this is what they have to say. Okay, mate. So I'm joined by Lamatazzi. Great win. Yeah, it was a good win. Um, you know, a bit, bit scrappy at the start, but I threw in the end. Yeah, big forwards out there. Tough night in these conditions. Yeah, oh, what well, just seems to get colder and colder. <laughs> but no, nah, we'll take the two points any day. Yeah, obviously a win tonight takes the pressure off the team. Obviously, reaching that first win. Yeah, for sure. You know, we'll, we'll do for a win. You know, and um, we're unlucky against Wakey, but yeah, today we just you know we stuck to the game plan and we come away with it in the end. Yeah, set Ellen's next week. You know, an opportunity to go there and create a bit of history. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, well, tonight was a good win, but it means nothing. We can't back it up next week. So it'll be a tough game next week and prepare well and hopefully get another good result. Cheers, big thanks for talking to us in the detail. So I'm joined by Luke Burgess, great win. Yeah, it was. It's nice to uh, get get the first win. So we need to just keep keep building now. We've got a tough run of games, so need to just keep uh, keep moving forward. Yeah, big forward pack as well, like yourself going forward. Allowing the likes of Rob Lewis and Little John to build, you know, you, you carry that team. Well, I wouldn't say carry the team far from it, but um, we just, as middles, we just talk about doing our job. Um, you know, I think we play best when we, we just keep it simple, and as forwards, it's just, you know, it's quite, we've got quite a simple job, we just got to work hard. Yeah, obviously, registering that first win of the season takes a bit of pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets the monkey off the back a little bit, so, um, like I said, first win not going to get too far ahead of ourselves but we've got to, we've got a tough one now and uh, we need to keep going yeah set Ellen's next week and Casper the week after confident after that win definitely obviously take a lot of confidence out of that um, you know we'll, we'll probably dissect the game tomorrow and um, look at what we need to improve and what we can keep from that so I'm excited about um, the future now cheers big thanks for talking to us the devil detail so I'm joined by Jack Little John great win yeah that was unreal the first win in the Super League and uh it was good to get it at home, so it was good. Yeah, obviously, partnership with uh, Rob Louie, gel in there, good rugby being played. Yeah, I think uh, we've really worked well together in the last two games. Um, definitely tonight showed a bit more 
after our forwards really rolled up their sleeves and got through the middle and then me, uh, Robbie could play some footy and I think Gazzy at the back was especially good tonight too. Obviously very, very cold there at the AJ Bell Stadium. You ever experienced anything like that? Yeah, that was, uh, it was freezing, the freezing there. When you first run out, it's real cold, both halves, like, especially coming out after half freezing, I just want to start running again. So, but uh, after you get a bit warm, a few tackles, a few runs and yeah, you're back into it, it's good. Yep, St. Helens next week, hopefully, you know, we'll continue this good run. Yeah, I mean, we've had two good, solid performances back-to-back now, so um, I suppose we didn't come away with the win a couple of weeks ago, but, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good test against St. Helens. I mean, they're, they're a form side. I mean, they've, I think they've won all their games, have they, so far, and, um, yeah, they're looking really strong, so, uh, yeah, it'll be a good test. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, settled in at Salford now, playing some good rugby. Yeah, I mean, I... I thought today I was, a bit, I was a bit scratchy there in the first half, but my second half was a lot better. I mean, um, my talking, talking to the boys around the field and stuff like that is get, getting a lot better. I'm getting more comfortable there, so uh, it's only up from here. Yeah, big thanks to Hawks and the Devil Detail. So that was Lamatazzi, Luke Burgess and Jack Littlejohn talking about the game they won against Hawkinson Rovers on Friday, Rick. You know, the players have got to be happy with that. Definitely, uh, as like we were saying, there's there's no no one had a bad game there, um, and the, the three of them contributed uh, massively to to that win, and um, hopefully that can they can take that forward into next week's game. Yeah, obviously, you know, registering the win this early in the season, Paul takes a bit of pressure. Obviously, last you know first two games defeated, you can feel the pressure building, but it's a diffuser this win. Yeah, it certainly is, Rob. I mean, both both the games I thought against Wigan and Wakefield we. And then the whole care game, we've improved, haven't we, week by week? And no disrespect to all care, they're not as good as, as Wigan and, and Wakefield are. They were, and you know, you can only beat, beat the side that you're playing against. But I won't get too carried away with it. I don't think all care are going to break any pots this season. But it was a game we had to win. And you know, they don't mugs all care, they've got some good players. And we were switched on and, and did a job, I thought. And just just there, the guys we interviewed, Ben Ben Nakaboo, Nakab- I'm, I'm definitely going to get his name right this season. I'm practicing. But uh, yeah, I thought I thought he did really well, and I thought he was good against Wakefield. Speaking to Ian Watson after the game, he was saying, you know, he's he's got some good feet on him, good good footwork there. And as the grounds get firmer, he, he's going to he's going to take some stopping as he goes into this season. I've been very very impressed with what I've seen from Ben. So uh, so yeah, like Rick was saying, and like we've all said, lots of positives from it, and it gets that monkey off your back as well. I think you know you, you keep losing games. We've got some tough away games coming up now, so just to just to win the home games, home games are important. You know, you're in front of your whole crowd there, get them behind you and get results at home. Obviously, away wins are important as well, but that, that was a big pressure game, I thought, against Old Cairn. If we'd have lost that game, you're staring down the barrel then two really tough away games on the back of three defeats. So, I think it did us the world a good win, that one. Yeah, looking at the stats, Paul, we've got some big meter makers this week. Uh, Joshua Jones, 138. Tyrone McCarthy, 115. Craig Gottjack, 104. Lamatazzi, 102. Uh, Rick, you know the forwards made some big meters. Yeah, a load over over a hundred there uh, shows the dominance in the pack that we had there. I think Josh Jones again. I don't think we've mentioned him yet. Like we said, nobody had a bad game, but his um, his ability to break a tackle. Uh, I've seen on Twitter. I think there's a few people saying he's he's the highest forward uh, that's breaking tackles. Uh, obviously, a lot of backs who are able to scoot through, but he's the he's the highest one uh, for for tackle busts uh, so far this season. You can see why. He's uh, he's phenomenal, just just a square, and he's massive, so uh, he's really difficult to stop. All like we said, all the guys had a good game, so uh, we've got to take that into next week. Yeah, a lot of talk, Paul, of uh, Joshua Jones. 
switching from the from the centre to the second row. It seems to be paying off. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think it's a bit for him to be a centre. He lacks that bit of pace and, and the size that he's put on. Like Rick was saying, there he's he is. He's like a cube, really. Isn't he? He's a square. He's a big lad, and, and to have that size, really, I think you need him in that pack. And and he is. He's, he's got the ability to bump off tackles. He's got a good offload as well, and he's a dangerous player. You get him near near the opponent's line, and Josh Jones is going to cause a hell of a lot of damage because he sucks defenders in as well. And that's when you can get that quick play of the ball, get the ball out wide, that's when the gaps start to appear. So so I know we've not mentioned him much tonight, but he's a very pivotal part of our, our side. And you know that the guys that are not getting in the team as well, George Griffin's not, not been able to get himself in the team, Matt Flanagan. No, Matt Flanagan's a very, very good player. And he's been kept out of the side by the performances of the other guys, you know, Tyrone McCarthy working working overtime, you know, the the, the commitment and the tackles he puts in. So, you know, I think we've got a good strong pack there now. We've got competition for places. You've got the lads out on loan, Levy and Zungu, Daniel Murray, Gavin Benyon, they're all doing brilliantly well. I've had some really good reports on Gavin at Swinton. He had an excellent game for them this weekend and Levy's been doing really well at Whitehaven. So there's there's a lot of competition there, you know, to, to take over if people are out of the poor game. Yeah, talk about working overtime. Tackle top tackler, Tyrone McCarthy with uh, forty Weatherati with 26, Rob Lou with 22, uh, Lamatazzi with 22. You know, a lot of tackling around the ruck, uh, Rick. And, you know, it's it's a, a good game where if you're defending hard, you get the result. Yeah. Yeah, it just underlines the dominance again, doesn't it? Tyrone put himself everywhere. Um, and that's why Matt Flanagan's not been able to get in the team, um, even though he was in the 19. I know I... I I looked at the, the 19 and I thought, oh, he's going to get in there, but didn't even make the 17 then, did he? Because uh, of Tyrone's uh, performances so far. And uh, if we can have that competition for places, I think Ian Watson said that uh, Mark Flanagan's been professional about it and he's uh, he's just getting his head down and, and carrying on with training and um, he'll get his opportunity, I'm sure, because well, as you do throughout the course of the season, you will pick up some injuries and niggles and what have you. Hopefully nothing too serious, but... Uh, Mark will get his opportunity, I'm sure. Um, and like Paul was saying, there's there's a quite a, quite a bit of other competition too. So um, it's good when when players like that can't get in the team. Um, gives him a good problem to. Uh, he's got a good problem to have there. Um, trying to trying to fit fit those people in. And um, yeah, it's, if we can keep that you know that core squad uh, squad fit, then we're going to dominate a lot of teams, not just uh, Hull KR, but a lot more teams as well. And um, what we said there, if we can come up with a quick quick offload or quick play the ball, and that's where the backs can come into it. Niall can score, and uh, and we can dominate in the backs as well with uh, Little John and Louis. So it looks positive. It looks good. Um, just now we've got the two points on the board. It's it's up from here, isn't it? We we can we can just start looking forward to it. Yeah, Paul, you spoke to him. I've just been joined by Ian Watson. Congratulations tonight. A good win. How do you sum that up? It was a clinical uh, performance tonight. Yeah, I thought a real good professional performance. I thought kind of our middles laid the platform for us. And then our edges read the benefits on the back of that. You know, we, we, we put, I'd say, I'd say we put OK out of the sword. Were you pleased with that, how, yeah. how clinical it was? Because they, they played some good stuff. I thought they, they were quite impressive at times. Yeah, over the first three weeks, they've been really good in kind of the performances as well. Um, they've made a few errors in games as well, which is something similar to what we did a few years ago um, but like I say they've, they've competed in all the games they've played so far so to put a good performance and a good result on them um, is really pleasing for us as a group Pack was good tonight also yeah. I thought the three quarters were good Junior South Chris yeah. Willem how good was Junior tonight unstoppable yeah. at times 
Junior's like got a new lease of life at the moment. He's bouncing around the place. He's what's it? He's real sharp. He's strong as well. Chris Wellam's exactly the same at the moment. He's quick. He's a different kind of character than Junior, but at the moment he's he's doing a great job out there on the right edge, and he's holding it together with his chat as well, which all the boys are kind of recognising. They're all talking about that, how he consistently talks on the edge as well. What do you think of the Jack Little John Robert Lewis partnership? I thought it, it seems to be blossoming every week and improving. Jack was, yes. was good tonight. Wasn't yeah, it? I think they're, they're, trying to, they're finding the feet. It's still going to take time to, to obviously get that repetition within him and kind of um, all the continuity you get with your spine. But Jack's really communicating the game plan really well to the players. They're following it. And Robbie's got his eyes up, having a little look on the back. So again, they're complimenting you. you each other really well as well. Do you feel like you've got a stronger squad this season? Because I know some of the guys in the press conference just mentioned the players that are not in the side, you know, Mark Flanagan. Yeah. It's going to be tough for them to get back in the side when you've got like, guys like Tyrone McCarthy playing so well. Yeah, that, that's the options and the choices that we wanted though, because we wanted good players. So the, the first protocol of bringing players in was to push our starting players down. So then you know you've got a genuine competition. And we've managed to get that in the middles this year. Um, like I say, a little bit light on the outside backs, obviously, because of the loss of Manu on that. Um, but to be fair, generally in competition all over the place. If you look at Greg Johnson, who's not in the side at the moment as well, and the way young Jake Bibby and Niall are going for us as well. They've done a great job. And then you've got Darrell as well out the back of it as well. So we've got players and we've got competition for places there. We just need to keep make sure everyone's healthy. And you've also got Gene Ormsby. Is he on trial? Yeah, he's on trial with us. Um, he's been here now for a couple of weeks. He's really knuckled down. Obviously, I knew Gene from his kind of Warrington days um, he was at Huddersfield and there's a few guys who obviously knew him Gaz O'Brien Tyrone and there's a few other guys from Huddersfield who actually give him a really big rap for the way he's been carrying himself just of late as well with his kind of his attitude and all that and what he's trying to set out to do himself so we were more than happy to give him a little trial here and see how he goes so we'll know in the next couple of weeks Gets tough next week trip to, yep. to St. Helens how much confidence can you take and the boys take out of this game to Langtree Park yeah, I think the first three games people always get kind of carried away so that season and say oh we got beat and we did we got well beat by Wigan here and, but we wasn't a million miles away in that game either and people can sometimes misread it and then the Wakefield game as well yeah we lost but did we deserve to lose I don't think we deserve to lose that game I think we should have got something out of it which says a lot when you're going away to Wakefield after how well they kind of they started the season and now everyone's talking them up of being a genuine top four team so I think that was a really good positive for us and gave us confidence to come here today and do the job and going to Saints is going to be a good exciting challenge for us now just looking at though, the three games we've played so far you can see a vast improvement on each yeah. game week by week and if you can tap that into that St. Helens game you can push them all the way next week yeah, that's, this, this early part of the season for us is making sure that we're really competitive and we're challenging we know little little bits of timing issues and um, partnership work is going to take a little bit of time to build but we know where we are kind of as a team and a group and we're really confident still we can go to Settlements and do a really good job and same with Castle for the week after Bench was strong again tonight as yeah. well that's something I've been impressed with you had Luke Burgess Craig Kopjack yeah. and Ben as well I'm not going to say his second yeah. name because I struggled yeah. with it tonight again <laughs> but why. how impressed have you been with him because yeah, he's I a young kid outstanding he's, I think if well. you look at him there and our pitch is a little bit firmer than most of us at the moment so you've seen him at Wakefield where it was a reasonably heavy pitch he was getting his nose through today he was getting his nose through a little bit of footwork on there so when the ground starts getting drier, he's going to get better as well as a, as a rugby league player. He looks like the kind of forward that's going to land on his front quick, get you that quick play yeah. of the ball. And with a guy like Lamataz, he's another one who's that sort yeah, of player. Yeah. You must be excited about how yeah. he's going to go this season. No, 
the one big thing we wanted to make sure we had was a, a real strong pack of forwards this year. It, we said last year at the back end, we thought that was what we lost last year when we started getting a few injuries and we didn't have the kind of quality and depth really. So that was a big one for me. Them guys are in the collision zone a hell of a lot, so we need quality in that area because everything kind of comes off your pack. If you look at what we've played today, we've played quite a simple game plan today. We've just played nice and direct and then the middles have done their job and then it's opened up for the edges and we've been able to play football and we've ended up winning by like the 36. So. It bodes well for us as a team and like I say to have them kind of characters sat out of the team with George Griffin, Mark Flanagan, people at the moment, it, it looks really positive. How pleased have you been with the guys that have been on loan? I mean, uh, Daniel Murray got two tries in for Halifax, Libby and Zungu's out on loan yeah. as well, Gavin Benyon, they must be getting vital experience, we must be pleased with yeah. how they're going. That's the big key for us as well, is keeping these guys playing, so we wanted guys who were ready to play first team and these, and these guys are. So. Uh, Gav Benyon played 75 minutes for Swindon last weekend as well um, and did a really good job for him. Um, Leather as well played a couple of spells over um, Whitehaven against Oldham, played against Lannan. I thought um, Lannan was outstanding in that game to be fair. His, his attitude and his effort, seeing as he's not played for, for God knows how long since that ban, um, I thought he was first class. Um, Obviously Levy come out on the other side of the loss on that, but there's a couple of things he needs to learn as well. He got um, a little bit frustrated in that game um, and nearly got simbined as well. So he's learning. Daniel Murray, we know Daniel Murray can play Super League as well, but it's keeping him ticking over and keeping him playing and his performances at the moment for Halifax have been brilliant. That's great. Well, best of luck. Thanks for speaking to us tonight and congratulations on the win. Enjoy your weekend and I'll see you next week. Say Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. So that was Ian Watson talking to you, Paul. After the game, he had a lot to talk about uh, this week, telling us about his, the players out on loan. Yeah, certainly, yeah. He's very positive here, and, you know, he's probably feeling a bit of pressure, wasn't he? You know, when you're getting beaten, we've got on quite a poor run of results, what we at the back end of last season. And like you say, you come into a new season, you've got to get that, that first win as early as possible, really. You don't want that to, to linger on too much. And, you know, playing at home there, there was pressure on him, and, and he caught the answers. I thought he did a good job there. And, Somebody asked him in the press conference, didn't they? How did it feel to to beat you know Tim Sheens, your old sort of uh, mentor, really? And you know Ian being the man that he is, he was very humble about it and said, "Oh, it's not really about that." And that's that's the class of Ian Watson. He's he's a lovely bloke, and you know he he's not he's not in it for things like that. He's he's in it for the good of Salford, and you can see him progressing all the time. And I think it's great that we've got such a good young coach, and um, you know a guy that commands respect off the players as well. I think the players all look up to him. Speak to the, the senior players and that, and they all think a lot of him. Yeah, and the really good job that he's doing. Yeah, obviously, Rick, the, uh, the success of last season, you know, there was a bit of expensive uh, building, and hopefully, you know, this win we can kick on and, you know, continue to move the club forward. Yeah, yeah, there was always going to be one there after the success of last season. Um, so he's, he's, I think he's certainly for the players. He's kept all the feet on the ground and uh, he's moved a few on. You know, obviously got a big, a few books for uh, Big Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and uh, yeah, he's, he's ousted a few and brought a few in. That's that's uh, that's the coach's job. He's now got to get them to gel. It looks like, as we mentioned before, the the halfbacks are starting to gel, Jack Littlejohn and um, and Rob Lewis. So um, keep keep the core in. Um, that we are doing at the moment and um, then performances will build week on week I think um, and that's all down to Ian I think he's he's a, he's a great coach we need to we need to hang on to him for as long as we can yeah that the kind of plan to have a big set of forwards going forward with the Ben like the Ben the likes of Ben Nakambuai and Luke Burgess brought in in, in the uh, in the winter period Paul you know has lot, added a lot of steel to our pack 
he has, yeah. You know, Ben as well. He's he's quite inexperienced, really. He's, he's only a youngster, and he, he's learning his trade. But you can say the likes of Luke Burgess. There, Luke Burgess is. Um, oh, he's played in Australia. He's played at the highest level, hasn't he? He's played for for his country as well, and and you can see that now. You know, with the experience he brings off the bench and. Well, the guys that we already had there, we had a decent pack anyway. Cop Jack, I know Lee Mossack was, was struggling last season with his injuries. You've got Mark Flanagan, as we mentioned, who's not been getting to the side. And I think that shows you how well our forwards are playing when you've got a guy like Mark Flanagan. Both sides in Super League probably snap your hand off to take Mark Flanagan off your hands to have him in their squad. I mean, there's rumours about him last year, or I think a year before him moving on, and he signed a new contract to stay in. Well, Mark's an, an excellent player in, in both attack and defence, and that's, that's sort of... Um, Hats off to the, the guys that are in the side. George Griffin as well has been struggling to get in. But you look at the pack now and I think it looks really strong. And I thought we dominated Wakefield in that second half and we're very unlucky that to come up with, with the result. Wakefield's got a very physical big pack and, and we've really got on top of Hulkinson Rovers as well. And if we can just sort of get the get the combinations right at half back, you know, Gareth O'Brien can keep playing well at, at full back. We've got we've got some good we've got some good backs. People keep saying we're we're a bit short out wide. We've got the guys out wide who can cause problems as well. Yeah, Rick, I think it's about having options, like Paul said, and rotating them. And Like you say, people say we have a small squad, but like Paul said, we have options to, to mix it up if we need to. Yeah, yeah, we, I think we've got enough out wide. It was it was a loss, wasn't it? Uh, losing um, Manu, yeah, losing Manu out wide, big loss that, uh, especially for the season, if, if that's true. Um, but Jake Bibby stepped up. And he, like he showed, like you said, he showed, he showed on the wing, and he's, he played against uh, Carney and kept him quiet. So that's going to give him massive confidence, isn't it? We've got uh, Johnson on the other side, Nile Levels. Um, he can, obviously, he can slot in at wing and score for fun. Um, and, and Chris Wellham looks like he was um, uh, he was playing as well as, as last as last season. So um, we've, we've got plenty out wide. Um, I think it's, it, we are a bit, you know, thinner than uh, other squads in the Super League, but. Uh, it tends to be the forwards that get injured, doesn't it, rather than at the back. So uh, I think if, if we can keep everybody happy in the backs, I don't see any any issues out, out wide there. There's uh, there's enough cover and enough uh, enough good players there to, to beat many a side in the Super League. Um, it's all about that performance, isn't it, on a day. And uh, if we click like we did against Hull KR, then we can we can beat anybody. Yeah, big thanks for all the people who gave us a three-word match report from one of the matches. Uh, Colin Reynolds, close-knit group. His man of the match was Junior South. Mark, great forward display. His man of the match was Josh Jones. Julia Coleman, freezing, fabulous. And her man, her man of the match was Louis. It was cold uh, Friday night, wasn't it, Paul? Yeah, it was, mate. It was. I had um, a T-shirt on, two jumpers and a coat and my hat and my scarf as well. And it was, it was absolutely freezing. And when I got home, it took me about an hour <laughs> to warm up. But... Uh, but yeah, that, we called at Wakefield as well the week before, wasn't yeah. it? It was uh, pretty cold at that, that Wigan game and the friendly game against Swindon. We're, uh, we're having it tough at the moment, aren't we? <laughs> it will support us. But yeah, I think it's going to be cold this, this Friday at St. Helens as well, so I'm going to take me uh, my big coat there as well. Yeah, Rick. But it'll, it'll, be, it'll be worthwhile in, in the summertime. Yeah, it was that cold, Rick, and the microphone was like free, frozen to my hand. And t- like you said, it took us an hour after the game to warm up. I was still shaking in the press conference. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, it was cold out there, really cold. But uh, the, the performance warmed us up a bit. I had a, I had a good couple of beers as well, and that always helps. Bit of a beer coat. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was freezing. But uh, well, well worth standing out there and supporting the guys, though. Yeah, cold off the field, but boiling out on it. 
as Salford secured the, the first win of, of the Super League uh, season. Uh, Chairman Bob, Ice Station Zebra, uh, Ismail a match with Josh Wood, Martin, very, very cold, Ismail a match with Josh Jones, Nicola Fletcher, controlled pressure try, and his man of the match was the team, Paul. I think he has a point there. I think we, we did a lot of good pressure on all Kingston Rovers at crucial moments. Yeah, it certainly was, yeah. I think Tim Sheen's alluded to that in his, his post-match um, interview about you know, how well we, we we adapted to pressure and took chances when they came. And that, that's what Super League and you know, top-flight rugby league's all about, you know, taking those, those chances. You're going to get put under pressure in certain situations. And it's how you, how you deal with it. And we did, we did a good job. It was professional. We were doing a very good professional. I think our, our penalty count was really low as well, wasn't it? That was 11-7, I think it was in the league. Yeah. I don't know how accurate that is. It's normally roughly about right. And yeah, I thought, you know, going back to that Wakefield game, we give a lot of penalties away in that game and the Wigan game. And that those cheap penalties can cost you, can't they? And, you know, if we can just tighten that up, which we did against Hull King's Roll, was it? That's, that's a good positive. Yeah. Um, final two. Pete, good performance. Um, and his man of the match was Little John and Roy Ellibert, Siberia was warmer and his man of the match was a junior South. Uh, so who was your man of the match, Rick? Uh, I went for South as well, just for his, his defensive uh, performance and, and then popping up with a try as well. So yeah, I went for South, but you could have picked anybody. could have picked absolutely anybody. I, I, I can't disagree with Who are you going for, uh, Paul, for your man of the match? Mm, it's a tough one. I probably go with Sal myself. Actually, I thought Sal was good. Uh, yeah, I think I will. I've not really picked one this week because I thought everybody was excellent, and it was it's one of those games where nobody really stands out because everybody played really well. It's like a really good team performance. But Junior Sal did stand out because he did some some tough stuff in defence, put some big hits in, caught with the try as well. So um, yeah, I got I got for Sal this week. I'm going to go for Tyrone McCarthy. Forty tackles, 115 meters, 115 meters made. Seven and a half metres gain every tackle. You know, fantastic performance at loose forward for me. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of players like him that will take this club forward. Paul? Yeah, he's making him tick. Uh, I was just sort of stole my thunder there. I was going to mention Tyrone McCarthy. I've, I think I've given him the man of the match. I think I gave him the man of the match last week at Wakefield because he did the same the same job there. And he's not the biggest of blokes. He's certainly not. And, but, you know, he, he's, uh, he plays above his weight. He's only slight. He's only slim. But he is, he's a tackling machine, really. And reminds me a bit of the old uh, sort of Shane Hansen, that sort of mould, Harrison Hansen sort of mould. Not like a huge bloke, but really, really does work his socks off. And every side needs a player like that. They need that sort of player who's going to graft and tackle and do the, do the hard stuff. Matt Flanagan is one of those sort of players. He does a lot of the unnoticed stuff. And, uh, you know, Tyler McCarthy's come in, you know, midway through last season, towards the back end of the season, really. And he's had a really good sort of solid pre-season with the lads and... He seems to have made a lot of progress and, yeah, he's going to be tough to, to, to nudge out of that first team. Yeah, so that was our look at the, the win against Hawkinson's over this week. Next up, we've got Paul Whiteside's amateur report and after that, we're going to look forward to the game. We're going to start the amateur report this week by looking at the Salford Red Devils. It was a brilliant result for the Salford Red Devils 16s. They went away to Newcastle and came away with a fantastic result. They won up there 
by 40 points to 18. It was a great result for them. And the, the scorers were Callum Hughes, he got three tries, Alex Speakman got one, Austin Downham, Ben Gore, Josh Stafford, and Connor Lowe was kicking the goals as well. So a tremendous performance for, from the under-16s to go all the way up there and come back with the spoils. And it was double delight as well. The Education Academy Foundation team, coached by Danny Barton, Neil Blackburn and Jerry Armstrong. I said uh, I almost said Neil Armstrong in me a uh, be a report before but we'll take that one out as a blooper so Danny Barton Neil Blackburn and Jerry Armstrong that side the Salford side there went away to Featherstone and put 56 points past Featherstone tremendous result the scorers there were Jack Fairbrother Sam Ayres Morgan Kelly Lewis Roberts Connor Asprey Durham Watson Joshua Henry and the conversion by Alex Speakman and Connor Asprey as well it was a tremendous result there so two great results for our Salford Red Devils sides Caddies and Rhinos were in pre-season action. They had a friendly in the weekend and they came up with an excellent result. They won away at the Exelston Lions by 20 points to 10. The tries came from man of the match, Ben Connor. He grabbed two tries and Brad Bright kicked, kicked the goals and also added a try as well. So a good result there for Caddies and Rhinos as they uh, warm up to their new season. We turn our attention now to College Rugby League and it was another good week, week in the midweek Sorry for the, the College Rugby League team. Salford University won against Hull A by 100 points to nil. Fantastic result there. It must be pretty difficult to score 100 points in an 80-minute game, but a great result there for Salford Uni. Northumbria B, 12, Manchester University 62. Both those two games were in the Northern Conference Cup. And we've also got some fixtures this weekend coming up. And the fixtures are... On Wednesday, College Rugby League is the AOC Sport Cup, and it's Tyne Met stroke Newcastle Thunder versus Hopwood Hall and the North West League 1 is Salford Red Devils versus the Rugby League Men's College well Salford City Roosters kicked off their league campaign in the National Conference League on Saturday Division 3 they lined up with Christian Higgins Damalola Ayawalaja George Kemp, Martin Judge, Lee Murphy, Craig Wells, Paul Morgan, Nick Burr, Mike Foster, Mark Jones, Tom Pratt, Danny Trimble and Joe Walsh. The substitutes were all used. Tim Lawless, Sherry Connor, Kevin Wilson and Christian Zacharias. They went down to Wollstone Rovers by 18 points to 6. The try from Pratt and a goal from Morgan. They're back in action this Saturday. They're at home to the Eastmore Dragons. That's with a 2.30pm kickoff. The other results in the National Conference Division 3. Oldham St. Anne's got off to a good start. They beat Blackbrook by by 50 points to 6 and the fixtures for Oldham St Anne's this weekend in Division 3 they take on Barrow Island away from home and Wollstone Rovers play Waterhead Warriors as I said Salford City Roosters play Eastmoor Dragons there's a couple of fixtures in the other leagues as well Division 2 Saddleworth Rangers are at home to East Leeds and in the National Conference Premier Division this Saturday Rochdale Mayfield get underway they travel to Cumbria where they face Kells it was Labbrook's Challenge Cup Round 3 at the weekend. I've got the results here from that for you as well. It was Ascombe 6, York City Knights 64, Bradford Bulls 82, West Wales Raiders 6, Coventry Bears 42, Distington 12, Doncaster 82, Might and Warriors 6, Hemel Stags 0, Newcastle Thunder 74, Hunslet 72, Alton Raiders 16, Hunslet Club Parkside 16, Workington Town 24, Kells 30, the British Army 4, Normanton Knights 18, Batley Boys 0, North Wales Crusaders 28, Keithley Coo is 24, Oldham 42, Featherstone Lions 0, Pilkington Rex 32, Millham 16 and Whitehaven 16, the London Scholars 14. 
Well, finally this week, last week I mentioned to you about the Commonwealth Nines that were taking place in Australia at the Redcliffe Dolphins Stadium in Queensland, Morton Bay in Queensland. I've got all the results from that tournament for you. He started off with Fiji 14, Scotland 10, Australia 30, Wales 0, Samoa 28, England 10, Australia 36, Scotland 0, Wales 4, Fiji 12, England 6, Tonga 12, Wales 0, Scotland 24. And finally England got a win, they beat Papua New Guinea by 12 points to 4. The semi-finals, the ranking semi-finals, were Scotland 16, Papua New Guinea 14, England 8, Wales 10. And the major semi-finals, it was Australia 18, Samoa 10. Tonga 22, Fiji 6 and in the final Australia overcome Tonga in a really tight game they won by 14 points to 8 so the other results in the bronze medal match it was Samoa 20, Fiji 16 the 5th, 6th place playoff was Scotland 16, Wales 10 and the 7th stroke 8th playoff was Papua New Guinea 0, England 14 so congratulations to everybody involved congratulations to England and uh, we hope you all have a safe journey back to the UK so that's all I've got for you this week I shall see you at St Helens on Friday night Get the kick right out of your radio. This is Radio Contact. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. My Radio Contact. It's time for the Devil of the Details. Salford Devils travel to league leaders St. Helens on Friday night. Paul, it's going to be a big game, that. Yeah, it certainly is going to be a tough game. St. Helens have started the season really well, haven't they? Yeah, especially, the, the, I think they've only played one home game. They've won the last two away from home against Catalan and, and Huddersfield. But they had an explosive start to the season. They're putting Castleford away. It was 40-odd, 6 one it to Langtree Park. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough, tough trip for us. It really is going to be a big test. And, uh, yeah... Tough test. Yeah, obviously, Rick, last season's heartbreak against Sellens away and Matty Smith, 85-yard drop goal to win it after <laughs> throwing away a 15-point lead in about three minutes. Um, hopefully, we can uh, right a wrong there. Oh, don't go there. Yeah, I remember that. That was horrible. Yeah, it's awful. But, yeah, yeah I think now we've got those two points under our belt. We'll relax. We'll get into it. Um, if we can play anywhere near like we did against Hull um, with the forward dominance it's going to be a tough test I know it's going to be tough they've got stars all around the, the field haven't they uh, their, yeah, their new uh, kicker Danny Richardson looks like he can he can boot it from anywhere so we've got to be careful with penalties um, I think they, Ben Barber's uh, looking dangerous in tees uh, many of them tipped him to, to, to win it this year so it's going to be very tough we know we know. but uh, I'm sure Ian Watson's got them prepared and uh, We've just got to try. Everybody give 100% and uh, we're in with a chance. Yeah, there's some real quality in that set, Ellen, side, Paul. It's going to be a big test uh, for our players and an opportunity to kind of like test themselves against you know one of the top four. Yeah, it certainly is. They've got a strong squad. Probably Danny Richards and the young halfback. Um, he's keeping Matty Smith out of the side. Matty Smith and, and T.O. Fires have struggled to get into the side of the season with Richardson and Johnny Lomax at halfback. They've got Ben Barber now at fullback. Guys like Adam Swift have struggled to get in, into the team, you know, the, the, the young winger. So they've got they've got quality all over the pitch, as, uh, as Rick said. They've got pace all over the pitch as well. I think that's the that's the key for me, you know, pace in the rugby league side. You're, you're halfway there, aren't you? 
They've got players who can strike from anywhere on the pitch. Sutherland's got that sort of side who can score from anywhere, aren't they? And, you know, the sort of team that can keep going to the end, as we found out last season. And, been a long time since we've won an away game to St. Helens, January 1980. We seem to say this this stat every year on the, the St. Helens preview, but it's been a long time between drinks there. And you know we're under no illusions; it's not going to be it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a really tough game. And but uh, these are the games you're in the Super League for, aren't they? You know you're in the Super League to challenge yourself against the best. And let's say it right, St. Helens have not won anything yet. The, the press are all tipping them to do this, that, and the other. But a long hard season, Rob. You know, there's, there's the 23 rounds and then the, the Super 8s, you've got the Cup, you're going to get injuries, things like that. So I don't think St. Helens are going to have it all their own way this season. But it's going to be a, a hard game for us. We've got to go there with the right mentality, the right attitude. Let's not go out there beaten before, you know, before the game's kicked off. If we could go there and defend, like, you know, our, our defence impressed me against Hull I thought we scrambled really well. We did against Wakefield in one patch of that game, they had a lot of balls. So if we can go there and have our defence switched on, we've, we've got a chance. Just two points on that. Huddersfield ran a match closer than the scoreline suggested last week. Uh, they did pretty well against them. Uh, I think a bit, maybe 10, 15 minutes of the second half, and, and Saints overran them. But most of the most of the game, uh, they were uh, they were better. Uh, and our our place kicking can be, can be can be good. Uh, you know, from from hand, just got to turn them. Make sure they're on the back. Make sure we we push up. Like you were saying there, Paul, the defence has got to be got to be strong. We've got to play for the full 80 minutes, and if we do that, we're in with a chance. Yeah, give us your score prediction for the game, Paul. Oh, I've not wrote one down. Oh, um, oh dear me. Score prediction, St. Helens. I'm going to go St. Helens 18, Salford 23. 18-23, how about you, Rick? Uh, I'm going to go for 26-18, Salford. 26-18, I'm going to go St. Helens... Six, Salford, thirty-four. <laughs> you are joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. I love, you, I love, I love your prediction. I love your optimism. I really do. I love. Yeah, go on, man. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll buy. I'll, I'll treat you to a, a meal. Well, yeah. If, um, yeah, I'll take you out for a meal. Oh, that'd be great. If that comes up. Right. Right. McDonald's. <laughs> you can pick where you're going as well. Grand Mac for me. <laughs> yeah, that'd imagine be... that if we, if, imagine if we went there and won 34 points to 6, that'd be, that'd be how your Christmas has come early, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's what win that. So make sure, Ian Watson, if you're listening, stick this on, this last two minutes on the podcast and in the thing. I have faith that your the boys can go out and the poor players will be sat there now thinking blimey what have we got to do now to impress Rob Parkinson <laughs> we've got to have to go no, we'll just go there and win for the first time in 38 years but win 34 points to 6 God, you're not asking a lot there are you Rob <laughs> no, no. let's just have a win let's <laughs> just have a win let's just have a drop goal from Gaz O'Brien win 1-0 from 85 yeah, yards that'll do it yeah 1-0 1-0 that'd be even better result can you imagine that a 1-0 win so that was the end of this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. Big thanks, Rick, for coming on this week. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. Good to be back as well. Uh, every week in, week out now, the cut and thrust of the Super League. Let's hope it warms up a bit, though, eh? Yeah, yeah. Another great show, Paul, to uh, to warm the cockles in a cold night and day. Yeah, sure, yeah. really enjoyed it, guys, tonight. And looking at the, the forecast, I've just got it on my phone now. I think it's about minus two for eight o'clock on uh, Friday night in, uh, in St. Helens. So... Uh, you might need some thermals again because it's going to be another cold night. Cool. So you can find us on Facebook, Devil Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, 
and radio contact. So thanks for listening.